Hey, Adam. Yeah? You feeling a little green today? Feeling a little... <laughs> green <laughs> street. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Jazz, comma, explained. Period. <laughs> well, you know what? It turns out it is a comma. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I, I just by the way you always said it, sometimes you would say it like this, jazz. <laughs> Explain. There's got to be a comma. Is that, that might even be a semicolon. I, well, you know why? Because embarrassingly enough, even though I am one of the two executive producers of this program, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was jazz, period. Explained, period. And I happen oh, to that s- is embarrassing. Wow. <laughs> embarrassing that I would think it's that or that I didn't know what yeah. it actually is. That I'm would be kind of cool. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Well, you're a co-executive producer, so there you go. Yeah, it's I thought also it was... my fault. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. From... Don't worry. I'm always embarrassed for me and my grammar. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. But jazz, explain. Yeah, so I'm trying to get my, my thing. And as you know, I like to always relate this to how do we solo and stuff. Commas, periods, semicolons, uh, ampersands. What's an ampersand? I have no idea. Am- it's what's well, ampersand. <laughs> ampersand. <laughs> I call it yeah, an ampersand. Yeah, it's, it's the shift number seven on your keyboard. It's the and sign, oh. but it's not actually and. It's it's it is an ampersand, and you know there are differences in how it's used within like publishing. Like if it's like Peter and the word and yeah. Adam, it's different than Peter ampersand Adam. I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm kind of losing my my train of thought on this. Actually, as I as Adam, I Adam, this for is it, gripping. But... This is gripping content. If we were to look anyway. at the graph of our listeners right there, it's just whoosh. It just it was it was just like whoosh. everybody fell off the cliff there of listenership. <laughs> <laughs> you said, "Is that what the whoosh is for now?" That is. I love the whoosh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So just to paint a picture here, everybody, I'm still here alone uh, in the pod front, and uh, yep. Adam at his at his home isolation studio, and so that's why I have full command of things like that. Things I mean, like it, listen, we're talking about practice. I've got you got a lot of stuff here. It's a lot of power you usually wield. Yeah, how you feeling with that behind that big mothership of the board there? How you feeling? You're not stupid. Jazz is stupid. That's how I'm feeling. By far the best one on there. That's the, <laughs> off, the both of the office that's ones Dwight. are the that's best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm feeling good about this, and I've uh, been enjoying our our last episodes, and uh, looking forward. I I hear you're going to be doing some solo episodes. Um, out of uh, extreme um, admiration for my recent solo episodes, right? Or totally unrelated. All of my episodes are going to be analyzing your solo episodes. (laughs) That would be... But one of my solo episodes, I'm analyzing you, analyzing Oscar... I'm telling you, it's going to turn into the Russian wooden hat toy, you know? It's going to take off It's going to be a feedback loop after a while, (laughs) for sure. Now, I'm going to analyze that one first. I'm going to go right into it. Uh, no, I am excited about doing some solo episodes. You're about to go on the road for a very, uh, uh, well, just a, not not a super long time, but no. three weeks, I think, yeah. right? A yeah. month or so? Yeah. So we'll probably yeah. try to get some remote done, but we'll see how it goes. And if not, I'm here for the listener. I'm going to be doing some solo stuff. I've got some cool stuff. But are you here up. for the dear listeners? Our dear listeners. Uh, yes, of course. Of you know. course I'm here for the dear listener. I'm here for the elk listener. I'm here for the moose listener. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, if we know. have any listeners, speaking of dear leaders, 
dear listeners, in the um, North Korean, the Democratic Republic of, do you know, ironically, I believe the official name for that country is the Democratic, the Democratic Republic, Republic of, it's something like that. It's something yeah. that, that would definitely confuse you. If we have any listeners up there, give us a shout out. I don't know how you would do that, but um, oh, I'm going to tell you, I bet we do have some listeners. This is the thing. This is the great thing about humans. Nothing is ever totally True. shut off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whenever you're just True. like, those people never do that. These people, no, there's always someone that's figured out a way to do whatever it is we're saying. We find a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we find a way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Peter, what do we got on deck today for uh, our very last episode before you hit the road? Um, so we have um, a listener question, which we always enjoy. And this is quite a, a, a good one, as, as all, all of them. Well, no, not all of them are. We don't play the bad ones. We only play the good ones. But most of them usually are. And um, just a reminder, you can go to youllhearit.com if you'd like to leave us um, a speak pipe, which is a voice memo. And look, I think there's some, there's some shy people out there. I actually met some. They're like, I want to do a, a, a speak pipe, but I, I haven't got up my courage yet. I met a couple people on the road oh. saying that. And right. um, just so you know, you have a chance to redo it, to reject it if you don't like it. So it's not like you put it in and Adam and I are immediately listening to it. Uh, but feel free. We we love the questions. We love hearing from you guys. We love featuring you on the show. So are you ready, Adam? I was born ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Miro. Bye-bye. Oh, there he left. Sorry, I was at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Miro. See you later, buddy. Peace. Speak pipe. Uh, please leave your uh, speak pipe at youllhearit.com. Hey, hey, Peter. Uh, this is Miro oh, from Germany. First of all, um, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Um, thank you. It always makes my day because I listen to it while breakfast or something. And, yeah, I'm now learning green uh, on Green Dolphin Street. And I listen to different versions. And the one I like the most is, like, the Bill Evans version in the trio with uh, Philly Joe Jones and Paul Chambers. And like the one thing that catched me the most is like not only how he plays like the melody, but like the solo stuff. And I was wondering how he does that because he don't place any single lines. Really, he really plays like chords and creates so nice melodies with these chords. And he has so many different voicings for different chords. And I was just wondering how he's doing this and how you can practice like this like melodic um uh like melodic improvising with chords and yeah i was just um wondering if you could like do an episode about that um yeah thank you and bye bye all done right. and done uh, should we hear the track first Pete, yeah before we go on yeah let's on? let's do it yeah because i was not from i mean i listened to it a little bit before this because i was trying to find i mean i, I have so many different memories of uh, versions that Bill Evans has done that I've heard over the years, but I don't think I had heard this one. So let's give it a listen. Have you heard Yeah, this? so just before we before we play it, this is from a very kind of weird album called On Green Dolphin Street that was released in the mid-70s, but it was recorded, a, well, a good chunk of it was recorded in 1959 between Everybody Digs Bill Evans and Portrait and Jazz. It's uh, PC and Philly Joe. In Could anything section. more have been recorded in 1959? What the hell was no, going right? on that year? Shape, shape of jazz I, to is, come, kind of blue. Everybody digs Bill Evans. This, I know, I know. Well, okay, so here it is on Green Dolphin Street. Bill Evans, uh, PC, and Philly Joe. Okay, love it already. 
are, Peter. Go ahead. Explain. <laughs> okay. So in the first measure, he starts on an E. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So Miro, it's a great, first of all, a great, great call and a great inspiration for you to learn the tune. And it's a great solo too. And, and you should... Uh, go check it out for yourself, uh, dear listener, and listen to the whole thing. And we'll, I think we got plenty from that first chorus uh, on the, the vibe of the chordal solos. But it, it would be like a – that's a lifetime of, of, of a master playing yeah. to explain all that away. But I think we could probably give you some, some good places to start to get this sound. Yeah. So the first thing that really strikes me uh, on this is, although it's obviously a chordal solo – um, not chordal, but a chordal solo, a chord-based solo, a block chord fiesta, um, as as you might have been able to hear, of course. But the if you listen to what's happening melodically at any time, which is you know typically or, or predominantly on the top of the chords, but sometimes it's in the middle and sometimes it's at the bottom too. Um, but probably 80-90% seems to be from the top of what he's playing. It's very much the kinds of phrases and lines and just general improvisatory flair that Bill Evans has when he's single-lining over the same tune. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he's definitely hearing, like he's not taking just like block chord patterns that he wants to throw into this. Like he's hearing a melodic improvisation, which makes it even more impressive, you know. Um, it's it's in the, the even the phrasing and the dynamics and like the lilt and the swing and and the feel and everything is very much um, Bill Evans. Now there's there's for sure you know a Nat King Cole influence there um, and probably Errol Garner and um, you know just in terms of and and you know the approach to a George Shearing for sure. Um, yeah. But but I think that the thing that really sets it apart is being able to hear now you, you're not going to be able to just jump from the beginning and be able to hear lines like Bill Evans. Nobody can do that, but yeah. you can, even if you were just getting the single note on the top. Yeah. Like that, that in itself is a study, you know, exactly. And that might be a good place to start, you know, and then sort of build up from there. Absolutely. And also like top note, just melodically. Yeah, exactly. And then what you can start to do is like, check out the places where he leaves the chords. It's not a lot of places, but they're very important places and where those are placed within the phrase, because that's part of, I think the sound that you might be liking. I, I know that's, that's part of the thing that makes it unique is when, you know, anytime we set up a pattern to how we're playing, especially when we're improvising and we've got the ability, but also the responsibility to like make that journey, have some kind of tension and release, um, when you set up a pattern for the listener, once you leave that and they come back to it, it's such an interesting thing. And so, you know, Bill Evans was a master of doing that with a lot of this sort of pianistic things like, you know, phrasing and, and dynamics and just the musicality in general and feel. But as he's going through, you know, playing very thick with all the chords and everything, anytime he leaves that, that's going to be a big break in the pattern. So you want to kind of analyze and learn from him and how he does that, because that's something that you can start doing right away. That's right. And you might notice when he leaves the chords like that, what is going on in the interim? Yeah, exactly. And on that note, let's listen to a quick word from our sponsor. All right. And we're back. All right. Yes. So... One thing you might have noticed, uh, Miro, when you hear him leave the course completely is that the octave is still intact. So what Bill's playing here is an octave-based delivery device is like what we call it. So we're in the key of E flat here. You can also start 
with just octaves, you know. Start soloing. Learn the you can learn the top line of this solo melodically with octaves. And then you can hear Bill. I mean, there's certainly he's using some of the sort of six diminished, even though that wasn't a thing back then, you know, <laughs> the way to call it. But he's using those concepts you might hear Barry Harris talk about. You might hear Hank Jones play or George Shearing play these sort of like diminished teutonic movements. But a lot of it, Miro, is like basically playing octaves and putting a chord in between, you know, so. And that can really, like, there's no, I'm sure he's not thinking of every single note of every single voicing, but he's putting in like an E flat minor sound over the E flat chord and then improvising, you know, with obviously voicings that he knows really well. But it's it's almost certainly one note in the left and then four or four or three notes in the right on a lot of this stuff, you know. But Which you is less than octave. it sounds like. Way less, yeah. yeah. But you can hear also when he leaves, he'll do stuff like. And that's how you know that he's probably doing that. When he's doing that thing. Yeah. Because that's got to be octaves, right? Yep. So you could start there. You could start very simply by just trying to get a general feel of like an E flat major vibe. Just find a chord and try to move the outside notes. So when you say find a chord, you mean like find una chord? Una corta? Oh boy, that's that's a throwback in the biz. That's what we call that—a throwback, <laughs> callback. Ah, callback. Shoot, I'm sure some of that's our listeners are calling it a throw up. Ah, <laughs> uh, but does that make sense? Does that, is that what you're hearing as well, Peter? Some kind of like is, is like an octave yeah. thing he's doing. He's probably filling in chords, and of course, there's there's probably some some yeah. little diminished things happening in there. But it's mostly probably just like once you can kind of scale run you know, over the changes, you can fill in the chord uh, between the octaves, essentially. Yeah, for sure. That's what you do a lot, Peter. You do this this thing all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, I, I wasn't paying close attention to this, but thinking back, he was probably playing, well, he was definitely doing some chromatic stuff, and he might have gone to a single line or just to an octave and then back to the chord some of those times. That would totally. be something yeah. interesting to listen for is, like, when, because it is, like we were saying, it's 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 very much the way he improvised single lines, so it's more like a choice of, when you go to non-chord tones or, or or chromatic things like leading into it, I don't have my keyboard right now, so I I'm playing it, but it's like air piano, so it's only in my mind. But um, I can kind of imagine the types of things just from hearing. I mean, that's the cool thing is like um, is like when you start to learn these masters' styles, like you start to see so much that they repeat. Like when you really analyze it. And at first, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, they're not that great. But when you listen to it, you're like, oh, no, they still are great. It's like they yeah. their vocab, it's very inspiring to me to know that they had this. Um, I, I mean, I think to, to people that are just getting into this, they're like, what are you talking about? It seems like they're doing so much. And they are. That's they, For sure. It's, it's a wide palette. But the great players kind of had, a, had their thing. And their thing yep. is not as big as possible, as big as you might think. But they can play yeah, it in a way. Kirby's- don't project Herbie's thing on Bill's thing or Farrell's right. thing on Witten's thing. You exactly. Know? Everybody had their own thing. Yeah. And then there was, you know, a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, Bill Evans to like the pianist that came right after him, like Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea and stuff. I mean, there was overlap as well, but he was very influential on on, on, on all the pianists later. But there was other inspirations and there was different amounts that everybody took. 
Let's listen to that chorus one more time. Yeah. Yeah, so you can hear you can hear that. Like that just happened. Yeah. Like you think that's all chords. Right. But there are right. single note lines in there. Yeah. In octaves. Yeah. Right. So that's how you yep. kind of know he's doing that thing. Yeah, there. That was single line, like leading up to that with a little bit of that chromatic thing. Pretty high level. Yeah. And he's given a lot of attention to the shape of the line still. Like a lot of times people go to like block chord stuff and it's just like everything becomes super vertical. But he's given it like a Bill Evans thing going on, you know? Yeah, he's he's got his Bill Evans stuff down for sure. I don't know if I've heard I don't know, I guess I have heard play this much chordal stuff. But not from the from the get go though. Well, yeah, exactly. And usually, you know, he's more known for that thing where he... Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, he'll pick a voicing in his left hand. Yeah. You know, some kind of block chord yep. voicing. Yep. yep. Miles like that, I know. Sort of, yeah, bounce it with his right. So, no, it's really interesting. Cool. Well, Miro, great question. Yes. And good luck on your journey with that. I hope you've helped. But it's definitely like an octave, you know, not, of course, not the whole thing, but centered around an octave thing. Uh, Everything Peter mentioned about the shape of the line and when he leaves the chords and all that stuff uh, couldn't be more important. And at the very least, you could just get the melody of the top itself and and you'll be good to go, man. And then there's always the option to... I'll play it and tell you what it is later. Yep. That's always an option. (laughs) Just uh, don't even worry about it. So, you know? big shout out! To, look, big shout out to Miro and all of our uh, foreign language speak pipers for getting up and speaking in English when it's when it's That's not right. your first language so well. I'm so impressed with that because I'm you know I'm learning German. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, Adam. I've been learning a little bit of German. I'm actually taking lessons, and learning a language is hard. And like I couldn't imagine calling into a German podcast and asking such a coherent and and um, intelligent question. A question, too, which is a whole other... I level. know, I know, and like chords and all these crazy words. So anyway, yeah. big shout out to Miro and everybody. I mean, look, we had a question the other day from another foreigner, which I was impressed with from the UK. I mean, speaking English fairly well. I was... Oh, sorry. Okay. That was a joke. Bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> uh, no. uh, well, big shout out to all, all of our, our international listeners. All of our international listeners and uh, yeah, U.S. listeners, step up your game. That's two speak pipes in a row from outside the old uh, U.S. of A. So if we got any U.S. listeners, give yeah. us a, give us a shout. If you're from Florida and you want to try to speak English, come on, get up on here. We can do that. <laughs> and you can say that because you're from there. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you for saving me there. <laughs> Central wow. Florida, 1970 in the house. All right, we got anything else? We do it, Peter. Until next time, you'll hear it. We'll hear it. <laughs>